And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We are live from the bunker, and we're having a little party today. Maybe, I guess. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor-in-chief here in Sci-Fi for Me, and yes, I'm wearing a tie today because we're celebrating a milestone, an achievement unlocked. Should I, should I put on my party hat? You have it's a party hat? There. Is that? That's like in meaning you have fun. Right there? Is that? Does that? It doesn't fit my head anymore. So. See. Now, Mrs. Boss. No, it doesn't. It doesn't stay on my head. So. I can get a it clip for the bottom of your chin. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> we are. We are live from the bunker. Those of you who are here with us live, good to have you all here. I see Mazarus, I see Cam, I see Keeley, I see Christopher. Uh, so yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun a fun day. Uh, for those of you who are listening to us as a podcast, uh, we do. Uh, I see Dave there in the chat. Good to see you as well. I see. Um, uh, there, there's a number of podcast players, and I see people show up every now and again from various different countries. We've got listeners in Iceland. Uh, I had Slovakia or Slovenia. One of those showed up the other day. Uh, we've got listeners in Russia, New Zealand, and England and Germany. So good to have all of you here with us as well. Uh, we did say uh, there's live, and we are live with uh, with the chat. And if you're not with us live, you can still leave a comment on the video, or you can send us email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com is that address, and you can send us your thoughts and comments. And it could be that we will read it on the air. So uh, so be polite, be pithy, be uh, be civil, be smart. So anyway, okay, so. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Yeah, I, I'm still trying to get over this thing. Uh, uh, anyway, so uh, we do also have a newsletter you uh, you can sign up for over at sci-fi-for-me.com, which is right here. You can see uh, the latest video. It's basically become a a, a a place where you can find all of our video. Uh, as well as some interviews and reviews and various different things. We gotta we gotta get some new reviews posted up there uh, pretty soon because we've uh, we've kind of fallen behind on that. But we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So anyway, joining me this morning, Mrs. Boss wearing her tie. <coughs> because apparently we're wearing ties today. Well, I, I, you know, I thought it's it's you know. Oh wait, you can't even see mine. Yeah, I can barely hear you too. Pick a pick a spot where you're gonna talk in your mind. I'm moving it know, so that I go. can get my tie in the picture uh, at least. There, there we go. go. All right. <coughs> so anyway, uh, so yes, today we are celebrating 
and and Christopher, I don't know if that was Bullwinkle or Wally World, either one. It's just uh, it's just there. It's that it's, was from uh, what's his name? I don't remember. Uh, who sent it? Who sent us uh, that? The uh, same person. Uh, the sign. Oh, Ray? Yes, Did Ray. Did Ray sent those? Yeah, okay. Ray. I think that was when he sent us the CDs and everything. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I that's still right. have that's that in my car. Um, yeah, I've got one. Yeah, it's right here. Those of you, uh, those of you who are of an age, you will remember mixtapes. They were on cassette. And we put these mixtapes together with various different songs that had meaning for us in the context of whoever it was we were giving them to. Uh, we got these, uh, we got these uh, CD mixtapes basically from a fan that basically has a, a compilation of various different songs that are uh, genre themed of sorts. So that was that was always fun to do. Uh, every now and again, we pop that in and listen to it. So. <coughs> anyway all right dave says uh here's to you mindy the rest of the sci-fi for me tv crew well thank you very much for that thank you. uh we do appreciate that and and as 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 much as everybody who's part of the team contributes to the success of the team at various different levels and what what their involvement is the other part of that is all of you who keep coming back to see what it is that we do or you listen to the shows or you read the reviews and we always appreciate that. Uh, so uh, don't uh, don't sell yourselves short. We don't have we don't have much here if we don't have anybody out there uh, who wants to wants to take part. So we're we're happy to have you all on board. We are currently sitting on our YouTube channel. We are currently sitting at two thousand and two subscribers. So uh, over the weekend, we topped out at 2005, and YouTube being YouTube, of course, we lost three of those because I, maybe a couple of them were bots. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, but the, the general pattern is that when we gain three, we'll lose two. And then we'll get two back, and then we lose one, and we get two back. So, so it's kind of one of these two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back type of pattern that, that we have from, from YouTube. But the subscriber count has relatively solidified, I think, over 2,000. So we can go ahead and celebrate that we've actually crossed that line uh, fairly well so anyway uh we also do have i want to i want to throw this up here on the monitor for any of you who are uh interested we mentioned you know mentioned uh newsletter and uh and the emails and stuff we're on a number of social media platforms as well right now i think the current count is 10 we're on four uh video platforms and I do want to encourage everyone to go find us over on Odyssey. That's the channel that we're currently trying to build up as well as the YouTube channel. Uh, we're sitting at 152, I think, right there over there. Uh, so uh, feel free to check us out on Odyssey. It's good to have options. It's good to have uh, your eggs not all in one basket, let's say. So uh, so we do encourage you to check us out over there as well. Um <coughs> Excuse me. Speaking of PayPal, speaking of our subscribe star, speaking of money, I got an email over the weekend. 
Let me adjust my chair here for a minute. I got an email this weekend, and this was from the U.S. Department of Treasury. And, and I want to read this because there's a, there's a reason why, there's a reason why. I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere with this, uh, just, just to have a little fun. This is a, an email, the subject line, payment released in all caps. It is from the U.S. Secretary of Treasury, and it starts off with two hyphens which I guess is code for message begins or something. And the, the email reads, quote, Attention, we have been making payments to few individuals that their improved funds were already appropriated by the previous government, and fortunately you are one of them, but am surprised that you have not contacted my office to send in your bank details for the transfer. I am waiting for your response to this message Signed, Janet Yellen, U.S. Secretary of Treasury. Now, folks, I have a little insider information here <coughs> that leads me to believe that this is not actually an email from Janet Yellen at the U.S. Department of Treasury. Color me skeptical. Call me paranoid. But I don't think this email is from Janet Yellen at the U.S. Department of Treasury. For one thing, it's not the Department of Treasury. It's Department of the Treasury. And I can speak with fairly high confidence that the government agencies, the various different government agencies, do not reach out to you by email. Uh, and I think I think I I know somebody who could probably confirm this. Government agencies, if they're going to say anything to you, they do it by mail. They print it on a piece of paper and they send you a letter and says, "This is something that we need to talk about." And then they throw in like the extra blank papers in between because they can afford to have extra paper. On there. Right. Uh, I, now the other thing here is that anytime you're talking about payments, anytime you're talking about stuff. Uh, it is the Internal Revenue Service, not the Department of Treasury, that does that kind of thing. If you're talking about money, the the U.S. Department of the Treasury, uh, I believe Secret Service is part of the Department of Treasury, is in the Treasury Department, right? Is that right? The way it works out is everything comes through the Department of Treasury. So if there is a payment, it is coming from the Department of Treasury. It's being the Department of Treasury is told by the various agencies who to pay right so but correspondence comes from the, the actual ag the agency, agency that's the irs it's yes. not going to be the department of treasury it's not going to be it's you know state things is, is, is a little bit different you know missouri department of revenue or whatnot but yeah, at the, the federal IRS level would sit there and say hey you're going to get something and then the department of treasury is going to be like oh, all right here you go yeah but any correspondence any communication is going to come from the actual different department the the the, the agency in question like Social Security Administration or the Internal Revenue Service or, or whatever. <coughs> I bring this up. Basically, yes, we're, we're having a little fun at the expense of Janet Yellen, U.S. Department of Treasury, the, whoever it is that actually sent this. But there are people out there that would legitimately fall for this. And you have to be very careful about this stuff. It, it, even, even if... 
even in the times where it's sketchy English grammar, people fall for this. So be very careful. Um, I, I've seen a few, uh, a few people talking about their Instagram accounts getting hacked to sell cryptocurrency. So it's just, you know, just a heads up, just every now and again, we get them. Everybody else gets them, and it's it's one of those things. But here's a communication from the actual federal government. <clears throat> and I see American Comics coming in the chat. Good to see you coming in there. <coughs> here is here is an actual communication from the United States government. All right, this is ready.gov. <clears throat> And this is their recommendations because we've, you know, the specter of nuclear war. I mean, we've traveled back to the 1980s, folks, with everything that's been going on last week. And now we're now we're talking nuclear options are on the table. So ready.gov has updated their recommendations of what you should do. Uh, in the case of a nuclear explosion, uh, this is actually from the government. This is not a fake. All right. Um, I, I'm, I'm. Yes, there's nuclear explosions. They're very bad things. Fallout can happen. But I wanna, I wanna highlight what they say to do, uh, because this is. This is very important. This is very important stuff. Get inside the nearest building to avoid radiation. Brick or concrete are best. Remove contaminated clothing. Wipe off or wash unprotected skin if you are outside after the fallout arrived. Hand sanitizer does not protect against fallout. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, mouth if possible. Do not use disinfectant wipes on your skin. Go to the basement or middle of the building. Stay away from the outer walls and roof. Try to maintain a distance of at least six feet between yourself <laughs> and people who are not part of your household. If possible, wear a mask if you're sheltering with people who are not part of your household. Children under two years old, people who have trouble breathing, and those who are unable to remove masks on their own should not wear them. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States federal government wants you to socially distance and mask up in the midst of a nuclear holocaust. Good to know. I, I, I have no words. <clears throat> I do have words, but they're not polite words, so I will not say them. But this kind of crap is why... Well, this kind of crap is why... Now, some of you may be sitting there saying, "Well, why is it? Why are we? Why are we talking about this? Why are? Why are we talking? Because you know the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. There's actually, uh, if I if I if I look at it just right from a certain point of view, as they say, uh, there is a way that I can tie in commentary about the Russia-Ukraine thing with a genre con uh, conversation like we're having because it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, that the president of Ukraine voiced a talking bear. That's right. President Zelensky of the Ukraine in a, in a past life was the voice of Paddington Bear, 
and the Ukraine. So there, ladies and gentlemen, is my justification because a talking bear, it's a fantasy, that's inside of our, our, our sandbox, right? Maybe? Yeah. You know, your microphone is on. You can talk. This is, this is a talk show. You're talking. I, I, I'm just saying. Anyway, so <laughs> just, a, just a, having a little fun. Just having a little fun at the expense of people. But I got to say, no, honestly, though, looking at uh, looking at what's been going on last last week, it really something feels off. This this really does feel kind of like a wag the dog thing. And I'm not going to get into a lot of that here because this is not that kind of show. But but you know what? You know what else? We got something else that's coming up this week. We do. Yes, we do. Well, tonight. Uh, tonight we've got our discussion of the Batman. Mr. Harvey and I got to see it last week. Uh, the embargo lifted this morning. All of the different reviews are starting to pop out. We are going to be discussing it tonight. And blowing it up. And we're going to avoid spoilers tonight, but we are going to. But see, it also gives me an excuse to use my Zack Snyder logo. I was going to say, when did you get that one? That was when we did our, our review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. You remember that one, right? Oh, you mean I'm supposed to watch these shows too? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll be talking about the Batman tonight. No spoilers. We'll do our best to avoid it. Um, it's good. It's about 20 minutes too long, but it's good. But you're going to talk about that tonight. We'll talk about that tonight. So what, what else you, is what, going this what week? What do you have coming up this week? Um, well, what do you have coming up this week? I don't have anything coming up this you week. You have something coming up this week. I do. Well, James and I are going to do a uh, bunker on Thursday to talk about the next Superman and Lois. Okay. What else? Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, are, are you sure you don't know? Yeah. I mean, I could ask your mother. She would know. It's that thing that you just kind of blow over every year that i blow over every year mm-hmm. just another day it is what mm-hmm. i don't have anything about yes you do <laughs> yes you do <coughs> all right fine whatever oh come on talk about it what nobody wants nobody wants to hear about that no but i'm gonna do this early what are you gonna do oh what are we doing here uh we're not no this is we're celebrating the 2000 subscribers we're not celebrating my birthday today look at this she's giving me a she's giving me my birthday gift well at the same time is this the only one i get celebration wait is this the only one i get because if this is the only one i get i'll wait till friday to open it well that would Ruin the surprise, wouldn't it? <laughs> nice try. Yeah. All right. So okay. So, and besides, what, Thursday's I, show, you're going to be with James. Am so I supposed to open mine. this then? Of so course. okay. So uh, there's glitter on it. So I want yes, you. Yes, I see. With there's it. glitter on it. And that, Mr. That Boss me, has a thing about glitter. Um, <clears throat> and not the it's type not a, he likes. It's not a thing about glitter. It's not. It's not a thing. I hate. So glitter, our so. our our first Christmas together. Right. Uh, well, no, our first Christmas married and everything. And my mom gave him something. Does this just slip off? And yes, it does slip right. off. And, and it's going to so get glitter all over everything. Hang show on. everybody. Put well, on I, 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 anyway, okay. my mom gave him a card that was completely glitter. <laughs> it was the funniest thing because as soon as he opened up, and the kid and I saw this, we were laughing so hard, and my mom was like, "What? What? What?" He was showered with glitter. It was hilarious. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, we're opening out a present. 
Now, for those of you who are not, okay, I guess I should do this for the, for those of you who are listening to this as a podcast. You're missing out because you know we we kind of look good on TV, but this is a, especially with our ties. This is a little. This is a box. It's got it's it's dark red and it's got some snowflakes on it and it's got a <laughs> glitterified ribbon around it. <clears throat> it's not too big. He's gonna be sparkly. Um. Like the it's not big enough to hold any kind of a video, so I know it's probably not. It's probably not the uh, the heavy metal 4K ultra high D. Mazers, uh, that's part thing. of my leftovers. Um, it says here, "Gather together with merry hearts." So I'm assuming that this is a leftover Christmas package, <laughs> which is fine. That's, it, at least know, it's not it's the round tower one that no. I keep using. <laughs> okay, so. Um, all right, so I guess I should just kind of hold it up here in front of the camera. We're going to open, we're going to pull the lid off the box. So there's some green fabric here. Is the fabric anything? Oh, it's a pillowcase. Is this a pillowcase? It's not a pillowcase. It's not a pillowcase. It was the, uh, sh the little thing around the Christmas tree we actually had up this year. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is... <laughs> and if you just pull all of it, it'll come out easier. I got, I got you, okay. I got you. All right, so the so the green is out. Okay, so I'm gonna set that back over there. <laughs> it was good, Mazerus. I threw it in the oven. I cooked it. It was amazing. Okay, let's see here. Um, no, no false, no false butterflies that fly all over the place. Thank goodness. Uh, you know, though, this uh, this box is actually about the right size for things hand to come out. Um, so, anyway. Um, Mazur says, uh, come over to Midnight's Edge uh, to, w to wish Mexican Iron Man a happy birthday. Yes, it's Mexican Iron Man's birthday. They're doing a stream over there on Midnight's Edge. Today is his, uh, today is his birthday. This is... The new remastered for the 4K director's cut coming out later this year. This is the remastered Star Trek The Motion Picture soundtrack. Yay! This is very cool. So this is... <clears throat> uh, you've got the, the film score on the first disc which includes the longer version of uh, the, the prologue. You, they did, when you went into the theater, they played Ilea's theme as an overture suite. And the director's cut has a, the longer version of that. So that's been restored here. And then you have the full, the full score of the, of the remastered Thing, and that's from the original recordings. They went back and they remastered the original recordings and, and came up with a new uh, a new compilation here. And then um, additional music is stuff that either got re revised or re-recorded or it didn't make the final cut. And then you have the original soundtrack album tracks uh, from from when the the score first came out. This is performed by the Hollywood Studio Symphony. Music by Jerry Goldsmith. Thank you very much, Mrs. Boss. That's You're I'm welcome. going to appreciate that. That's you can never have too much Star Trek. That is true. Unless it's Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I saw the uh, I saw the trailer, the new teaser for Star Trek Picard. <sighs> Folks, 
you need to remember something here. Jean-Luc Picard is dead. Patrick Stewart is now playing an android that looks and sounds like Jean-Luc Picard. So when he sits there in the tra- in this teaser in an interview and he's talking about how he's being cared for by his Romulan house house people thing at the at the chateau. He's an android. Remember this. Because androids don't need to be cared for. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I just the whole premise the whole premise of Picard is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Mazur says, caught the opening credits the other day of Discovery. Sonequa Martin-Green is now one of the executive producers. Yeah, she did get elevated uh, to producer's credit. Okay, fine, but... Still doesn't fix things. Well, (laughs) okay, I will, to be fair... Because I'm wearing a tie and I'm going to be generous today. To be fair, I have not watched Discovery since the first episode. And I hear, and Mr. Harvey and I have talked about this a number of times, the, the, when, after they did the time jump, it got a little better. But I don't put a whole lot of faith in that. Just because... Alex Kurtzman has not proven to me that he knows what he's doing when it comes to Star Trek. Um, So, there it is. Uh, Mazur says, my dress-up outfit for dressy occasions is the same combination of colors as mine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where is... Well, that's weird. Hold on, I'm going to... I'm going to refresh this because I see a couple of comments in the chat that did not pro- did not show up in the Twidget, and I want to be able to highlight them because Keely had something here. Um, come on, load that up. Load that up. Where is it? It's loading. Anyway, um, Mazur says, yes, Picard is now an android golem. Uh, Keely Tao says Discovery and Picard are not real Star Trek. I <clears throat> there's there's pros and cons. I don't know. I mean, the time jump I think probably did them a lot of favors. You you'd have to, and and we we've, we've said this before. If they'd started there. It might have been better, but the fact that they started as a prequel uh, kind of did a lot of damage, did a lot of harm. I caught a, a speaking of harm and damage, I caught a uh, video over the weekend, an interview with Chris Gore over at Film Threat. And they were comparing the two quotes from people regarding Lord of the Rings. The first one, of course, from Peter Jackson, basically saying, We went into this thing, we knew that we weren't going to, you know, we made a conscious decision not to put our politics or our agenda or anything like that. We're not telling our story, we're telling Tolkien's story. And then you've got this new one, uh, this this Rings of Power thing, that looks like, I, I like I like uh, Chris's description of it. He says it looks like a dollar store 
uh, a dollar store Game of Thrones knockoff. <laughs> Which <laughs> I think it probably, I mean, you look at the trailer and it doesn't say Game, it doesn't say Lord of the Rings. It says generic, low budget, lots of CG, lots of green screen fantasy thing. And uh, he's talking about the, you know, this idea of respecting the source material. And the people in charge of the Amazon show were basically saying, well, you know, of course, we're, we're adapting this stuff. Of course, we're going to make, you know, have have the world that it, that we live in. And no, that's that's not what that's supposed to be. I mean, Tolkien himself was against that kind of thing. Uh, with regard to adapting his own material, he's we've got letters, we've got stuff that he actually wrote and said that uh, that this is a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> Major says the Rings of Power looks like that Terry Brooks Shannara adaptation with the teenagers. It, he said, "Well, see, Majors thinks it was a horrid series. I thought it was okay, um, but I have to, I have to say." When you're doing, when you're doing reviews of shows, and you're not in the demographic, you're not in the target market, you're not the target audience. It's difficult to, it's difficult to be objective because I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, I'm not the person this show is aimed at, so I have to kind of put myself in a. Sort of, sort of imagine the kind of person this show is aimed at, and review from that perspective. Because if I'm just looking at it, yeah, this is not worth my time. It's boring. It's 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 derivative. It's it's generic and and all of that. But for a 14 year old, it's not too bad. I mean, you just you have to you have to consider the source, but you also have to consider the the destination. You got to consider the target market, and sometimes we reviewers don't uh, don't uh, actually take that into account. What about showing up in the chat? Says congrats on two K. Thank you very much. <clears throat> That's uh, always appreciated. It's good to see everybody out here around. And yeah, I don't think, uh, Mazers, I don't think uh, Shannara was on uh, Netflix. It was on, um, I want to say it was on Freeform, maybe, before it was, before it was whatever it is now. I can't remember, so, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was Freeform. Do you remember? Mm, I don't know the show. Because I did the, I did the reviews. I don't remember. I think, I want to say it was, it was on Freeform. So there we are. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a real quick break, like we do, and we will be back with more celebrating right after this. Remember, no matter where you go, there you are. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Sci-Fi For Me is about to take you on an incredible journey into the realms of science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. Conventions and fandom. Previews and reviews of movies and television. Sci-Fi For Me is working to be the most popular science fiction magazine in the solar system. Subscribe now and enter the fantastic world of Sci-Fi For Me. Delivering the multiverse since 2009. 
Foreign Bodies, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Back live from the bunker. Why not? We're just doing some. We're just doing some fun, hippy trippy music this 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 hour, right? Jason Hunt with you, along with Mrs. Boss, Mindy sitting back over there. Good to have everybody here, and if you are with us live, be sure you can jump in there and, and do. I had uh, I had an interesting uh, encounter with an article over the weekend. Uh, some people, somebody reviewing comics YouTube channels. And I'm not going to get into this, but uh, I, I looked at it to see if we were on it. We're not on it. I'm I'm somewhat disappointed, but not surprised because we don't focus specifically on comic books. Um, <clears throat> this was uh, to me uh, slanderous, libelous, actionable. I mean, reviewing uh, Purchase Channel and Wes over at Thinking Critical and and Ethan's channel and a couple of Clownfish TV. I thought, the stuff what you're saying here, young, young person, um, it's it's not it's not very it's not very nice, and you could find yourself in trouble. I don't know. I don't know. Christopher asks, "Where are Hall and Oates?" <clears throat> uh, speaking of which, let me uh, let me do this. I uh, want to promote. A new playlist, a new show uh, on our channel. We've broken out, and and we've been meaning to do this for a while. Christopher is uh, among our horror team, and he uh, he's got a, new, a segment that he does as part of Good Morning Multiverse called Vault of the Killer Bees, and uh, we've just uploaded the first official video on that playlist that under that title as its own thing it's going to be a it's it's going to be a regular thing and it has been for a while but now we're going to break it out into its own video uh vault of the killer bees is an examination of films that you might have missed they're the hidden gems the schlocky horror thriller type B movies that you would find in the drive-in. So think, uh, <clears throat> I guess Christopher is our own Joe Bob Briggs now. Uh, this is cor- sort of a, a spiritual successor to the bomb shelter. Uh, so uh, so that discussion of uh, B movies and schlock theater uh, going on over there at uh, Vault of the Killer Bees. So check that out. We've just uploaded the first one. i got three more we're going to put up there. Uh, for people to enjoy, <clears throat> and that will continue. So do check that out, um, Mrs. Boss. Mm-hmm. I will. I will take a moment here to thank you. Uh, I, we've we've said things about everybody on the team and people who keep coming back to watch, but you are uh, you are part of what makes everything go here. So I want to publicly acknowledge your contribution and thank you for sticking around and diving in because when we first met six years ago now i guess something like that yeah 
we were just uh, we were just getting started at Kansas City Comic Con. We were broadcast. We were doing. We were doing some stuff there, and then of course we had WorldCon that year. So oh, this would have been yeah, this would have been 2016. 2016. So five. Well, yeah, almost six years, six years, years ago. Year. Yeah. And uh, here we are. Haven't been dating very long at all. Not sure where any of this is going at all. And Mindy just dove in and said, okay, what can I do? Where can I help? How can I, you know, how can I, I contribute here? And has been a, a very important and some would say vital uh, piece of the operation here for, for a while now. So I, I just want to say I, th- I thank you for uh, your indulgence and support while I go through this crazy ride and try to make something of it. So. Oh, yeah. So, 2,000 subscribers. <clears throat> we started uh, rather small and slow, but our our spike, I guess, happened. It's been a really interesting ride because we spiked during during Star Wars Celebration in 2019, and um, American American Comics uh, sent us a shout out on the Twitter box. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <clears throat> Celebration was where we spiked. Because we were the only ones that were broadcasting on the Thursday of that event. Uh, Star Wars didn't start doing anything until Friday. And apparently we were the only ones that were getting a signal on the inside uh, inside of the building there at McCormick Center. And it was about that time we had been demonetized because YouTube had changed their rules and their qualifications. And it took us a while to get our partner level monetization back. And a, a number of you who have stuck with us all this time are part of how we recovered, how, how you got back, you know, how we got our monetization back, how we got our watch times and, and all of that. So you guys are just as much a part of all of this as, uh, as anybody who contributes here because, you know, we, we do this and, um, and we, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's Cam, Cam was there. Uh, I'll go ahead, I'll go ahead and let that one go, Keely, and you can show that um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those things where, you know, it, it was a challenge because now suddenly we've got to do it all over again. And, uh, and we did, and you guys were a part of that and we, and, and we appreciate all of that. And we'll keep doing this, I guess the next milestone, probably 2,500. I, I don't know, but we'll see and, and see how it goes and we'll keep doing it as long as you guys keep coming back. So um it's just you know day in and day out and we keep uh, we just keep plugging along is it now Mindy let me ask you because uh, this this whole thing this trip for you has been a little bit different because you're a 90210 type of person you're not a Star Trek star I mean you you watch the Lord of the Rings and you've got a little bit of genre geek cred a little but <clears throat> what has this been like for you coming into this well i mean i i grew up watching everything you know whether it was star trek my mom took me out of school to go to a star trek convention um she took me out of school to go see undiscovered country opening day opening show um, 
you know, I've seen, you know, it's disappointing if I don't watch any of the Star Wars movies on Christmas Eve because that's what they show on like TBS or something. Um, I, I grew up liking genre stuff, just not to the same jump in the deep end. You know, I, I, I was still waddling in the shallow end, not quite the kiddie pool, but the shallow end maybe. Right. So it's, on one hand, it's nice to, I guess, fill in the geekiness part, but at the same time, having the curtains drawn back on some of it, it you know what I mean on that one? And I will still argue that 90210 is a genre show on the one episode, and you and I will always argue in this. And it is fun to see what the actors have done over the years from 90210 in the genre field, mm -hmm. <laughs> because everybody's on 90210. <laughs> <coughs> You're going to bring it up. I will do. No, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this. It's, it's been fun. I was into listening to stuff like podcasts and all that before doing any of this. So to be on the other side and doing it myself, then again, a little bit of pulling the curtain back and seeing the reality of it all. Right. But at the same time, being a little bit of the fangirl and... And getting a, a photograph with George R. R. Martin, but not arranging for an interview with George R. R. Martin. Okay, I forgot the pin. And I got out of a ticket driving because I was on the way to do a show right. for us here. Because the guy was impressed and he's like, well, I can say I knew you win. <laughs> yes, I did get yes. out of a ticket. <laughs> uh, 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 what about says, how about the 90210 reboots? So <laughs> I did... I, I did watch the first few seasons of 90210 itself when they started following um, Kelly Taylor's little sister, Silver, which that's what they called her in the show, and so forth. I, I admit I cried when the mom passed away because y you grow up and you're just like, you, that's, that's her. That's, that's the mom. Anyway, um, so I did enjoy it until I stopped watching it because I just, I, I ran out of time. Um, when they did this last series uh, with the original cast, I was not keen on the idea until I actually saw it and absolutely loved it because I was able to pick out what they were doing in the show based on all 10 episodes and yes I have or 10 seasons and yes I have seen every episode in 10 seasons and it's pathetic because I can sit there and watch part of it and tell you what happens the rest of the way mm. and I I did really enjoy it you know I admit I did cry a little bit when um, Luke Perry passed away and I know that it'll be hard as the rest of the cast gets older because that's what they kind of do. Yeah. I would love to see them do another season because they did leave it off at a little bit of a cliffhanger. But, you know, we'll see what happens. <sighs> anyway. Hey, stop with the hood. Uh, uh, Keila says, it's a crazy ride when you're looking for good science fiction, fantasy, and horror in this day and age. It is. Um, especially if you're looking for some where we don't have, uh, we don't have 90210, 
alumni show up. Uh, what about says we all have our shows we love? We do. It, it, we it, it was uh, you know we've got various different favorites. Of course, I'm big on the original Star Trek, uh, not the remastered Star Trek. I I prefer my original series with the original uh, visual effects. Thank you very much. Battlestar Galactica, the original Battlestar Galactica, Star Wars. Not the Star original Wars. Star Wars. Not Star Wars <laughs> Episode Four: A New Hope. Well, Star Wars. I have so. to say the ne- the everything that I was doing beforehand was whatever was mostly current. Mm. So, for instance, I had already read back in high school the Timothy Zahn books. Right. But mm. now, I mean, but that was because they had come out. It's like, oh, what's this? Let's try this. Oh, I like this. I have enjoyed going back and watching, you know, by the time you and I met, I had already seen like Battlestar Galactica, but you're the one that introduced me into the first round with Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, the original. And uh, what was it? Alien, when we saw that? Yeah. It was okay. No, you said not bad. Oh, it was. That was, that was the word. <laughs> not bad. Um, Keely says, other than uh, J.J. Track, there was one other Star Trek movie I watched in theaters. It was Star Trek Generations. It was good, but seeing Enterprise D go before time was too much. And I can't watch it again for a second time. You know, it's... <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds about that. I was never a big fan of the Enterprise D. And the reason for that... I, I, I I have trouble admitting this because I know the Enterprise D is kind of sort of based on an old Ralph McQuarrie design that they end up using as as the Discovery, the Star Trek Discovery. Uh, but seeing the Enterprise D and looking at the the little nacelles. And the really big saucer and how top-heavy that design is. Uh, and seeing the, the, the Hilton Hotel interior, I was never a big fan of the Enterprise D. Not until they started lighting it in the movies a little bit better. Enterprise E, I like a little bit more from the aesthetics of it. Um, but, yeah, e, e, is, e is a little bit more like... The Enterprise. It has it has a little bit more feel like the Enterprise, and of course it's the it's the it's the first Enterprise. I think Insurrection, uh, which introduced the Enterprise E. That's the first Enterprise that's all CG throughout the entire film. So, which I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's if that's a good thing or not. But I I like practical model effects. Cam says when TNG came out, the saucer put me off. It was, yeah, it was, it was something. Uh, we've got <laughs> uh, Christopher saying Luke Perry's son is the pro wrestler Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and there is a difference between wrestling and wrestling. <laughs> just, just, just to put that out there. Um, there was something else. I had a thought about something else as we were going through all of that. I can't remember what it was now. Um, <clears throat> uh oh the e was 
was yeah the e okay you're right yes the e was introduced in in first contact insurrection was where it was all cg that i i got that i got that wrong thanks cam uh, that's a that's a correction i see old man old man brain Sometimes I don't remember things all together the same way. You know more than me. After First Contact, the rest of the Star Trek movies just kind of blob into one. Well, and <laughs> it turns out, a funny story. We're going to get a new Star Trek movie. And we're going to uh, get a new Star Trek movie with the Kelvin Trek cast... And the Kelvin Trek cast came out last week and said, we don't know anything about this. <laughs> Paramount, apparently. And so last, was it last week? Yeah. Or the week before, Viacom CBS came out in their earnings report and their big, their big investor day thing, like all these big corporations do. And they have changed their name. They are now rebranding to Paramount Global. And... As a part of that, they are uh, they made the announcement that they've got this new Star Trek movie that's in the works. Now we've been hearing about one for a while. The guy who uh, the guy who is responsible for WandaVision is going to be directing a film. This part we know. I the the announcement in in Variety. I don't know that these things are connected. If we're seeing. Uh, the beginnings of of that same thing, <clears throat> uh, or if it's a different project, but uh, we we have um, we have a new movie coming, and the people who are supposed to be involved in the movie didn't know anything about it, and that has not uh, that has not helped. The earnings numbers, the stock uh, after the after the announcement that, that Viacom CBS was becoming Paramount Global, the stock plunged by about I think twenty percent in a day, and this doesn't help uh, with in any kind of confidence. Where when you announce a project and the people that are supposed to be in it don't know anything about it and publicly say we didn't know anything about this, you know so. what they could do to make the whole thing better is do it like they did. In um, oh lord, now I can't remember the name of the movie. The one movie that I absolutely love with Eddie Murphy and um, Steve Martin, where they filmed the movie with him, but without him. Eddie Murphy and Steve Martin. Yes. Oh. Oh boy. You think on that? I'm going to read Mazur's comment here. He says, "At least it's not Tarantino's Star Trek." Another unsubstantiated rumor conflated by the Screen Rant type sites. I, <coughs> I, uh, I think Tarantino was actually working on something. I don't know that it was anything that Paramount was going to seriously consider because Tarantino does a particular type of movie, and I really don't see, I really don't see a Tarantino aesthetic fitting in to Star Trek, but I also never imagined that we'd hear a Beastie Boys track on Star Trek either. So... Yes, Bowfinger. They need to film it like Bowfinger. Follow them around. Film them. I never saw that movie. 
Okay, we are going to have to sit and watch that movie because it is hilarious. What? I- okay, uh, well, we can talk about it. We've got an announcement, by the way. This is something that I've been keeping an eye out for. Uh, Richard Peeney, who is the co-creator of ElfQuest. Uh, if if those of you uh, of an age you remember ElfQuest, I want to I want to go through this here real quick. I can't pull it up on the screen, uh, but <clears throat> uh, he's just announced this today uh, because it is uh, it is a new uh, it is an anniversary for ElfQuest. I think it's a 40, 44th, 44th anniversary. Uh, so this is uh, an announcement. ElfQuest co-creators Wendy and Richard Peeney have teamed up with online platform Streamily to offer ElfQuest fans the exciting opportunity to get ElfQuest books and exclusive new art prints autographed and personalized. Uh, each year, the Peenies make public appearances to meet and sign books for their fans. Since Richard and Wendy can only attend a limited number of shows, many fans don't have an opportunity to get their ElfQuest items autographed. Now through Streamily, fans can purchase signed and personalized copies from Dark Horse Comics' ElfQuest, ElfQuest catalog and exclusive new ElfQuest art prints by Wendy Peeney that will be available nowhere else, including eBay. Uh, Streamily's menu will include the complete ElfQuest series, ElfQuest The Final Quest series, ElfQuest Stargazer's Hunt, and new exclusive 8x10 art prints suitable for framing. This uh, this apparently, and they were going to be having a live stream autograph session on Monday, March 21st. Uh, so they'll be doing a number of those. Uh, so this is a this is a new thing to uh, celebrate the 44th anniversary, February 28th, the 44th birthday for ElfQuest. So those of you who are ElfQuest fans, there is a new thing. I was thinking that they were going to be, I was thinking they were going to be um, announcing maybe a new project <clears throat> because that would be interesting. Because a lot of people have been discussing. Uh, ElfQuest in terms, in the context of the diversity of ElfQuest, because ElfQuest has always been diverse in a way that they're trying to make Lord of the Rings now diverse with various different, you know, people of color coming in to play elves and and and, and dwarves and that sort of thing. Um, I have never read ElfQuest. Have you ever read ElfQuest? No. I should check that out. It it's it's one of those that's always been on my radar, but I've not really been a big fantasy fan so much as a science fiction fan. No, I've read Tolkien, I've read C.S. Lewis, you know, the Narnia. I'm still uh, catching stuff. up. I mean, look, I'm going through Dune now. Yeah. But I yeah, that would that would be interesting to see, you know, I, I, a new elf quest project. I mean, they're bringing back the animated X-Men from 1990 from the nineties, you know, X-Men 97 is going to pick up right where the old show left off. So anything's possible. Anything's possible. We could get a new elf quest thing. And this, maybe this is the preliminary, you know, this is the testing the waters. This is the balloon. We're going to float up here, the trial balloon, see what kind of response we get, because if response is very enthusiastic for the old stuff, for the original stuff, Maybe that means there's a market for new stuff. So maybe this is a two-part thing where they announce autograph copies of the originals and collections and that kind of thing. And, oh, by the way, we're going to be doing new 
ElfQuest. And and maybe maybe this is a precursor to that. <clears throat> what about says, oh goodness, not X-Men. Yes, X-Men 97. This was announced a while back. Uh, the, the people who made the original X-Men are going to be on this show the week of March 7th. <clears throat> I don't think we've pinned down a date yet. We're looking at the 8th or the 9th, but the 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 people who did the 90s the the 90s animated X-Men they're I believe on board this new show as consultants. Uh but they're going to be on this show next week. So be looking for that. Uh we'll again Connect with us on all the social media because that's where we're going to announce all of this stuff because, you know, we'll put links and, and whatnot and everything into that. But, yeah, there we go. We've got new uh, pot, new ElfQuest, new ways that you can get ElfQuest stuff. And, and it's interesting that they mentioned the fact that, that the Peenies aren't going to very many conventions. We're not either for various reasons. But somebody, somebody posted on Twitter the other day, they said, what do you miss most about not getting to the Comic-Cons? And I, and, and my response was, I miss broadcasting from the, from the space. And if any of you out there are watching or listening to this show, if you're involved in, uh, if you're involved in shows, Comic-Cons or anything like that, we would love to broadcast from the, from the floor of the show. As much as I sit here and think I could, I, I could be perfectly fine never leaving the compound ever again and dealing with any people anywhere around because people, I still would like for us to be able to get out to the conventions and broadcast our shows and broadcast our material from the floor of the conventions because I think it's fun. It's fun to watch. At least I've been told that, and it's fun to do. You know, as, as as much work and effort and and hassle as there is involved in doing that kind of thing, it's very satisfying. At the end of the day, we sit there and we say, "Hey, we did this thing that nobody else is doing." Uh, what about asks us about Anime Matsuri? If we're going to that, where is Anime Matsuri? Where is where is that mm. going to be? I, we'd have to look. I'll pull it up here. Uh, we are not going to Anime Matsuri. Uh, at least we don't have any plans to. One of the things that we've run into is 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 the logistics because a lot of these conventions still have uh, a little bit of a challenge thinking about doing online stuff. Oh, Anime Matsuri is in Dallas. Okay. <clears throat> um, I was oh, say that's the, the one. First is that the one, one I... next month? No. What's Maybe the one? No, a... all no. con. All con, con is, is next, next month. month. Yeah. No, the first one I came up with. Or it came here on the website was Anna Animisuri Matsuri. So it's A N I and then Matsuri behind it, and that's in Estonia. I'm like, what? Oh, keep going. Anime. Anime Matsuri is in <laughs> Dallas. Okay. So when when is that? Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. See, my challenge with doing something like oh, that. It's in Houston. Go, oh, it's in Houston. Okay. If if we did something like an anime convention, I'd be kind of behind the eight ball because I haven't watched a whole lot of anime. We would need to get some people involved who are more familiar with anime than I am because <clears throat> I've fallen behind. The, the anime that I've watched... Oh, come on, you guys. Battle of the Planets... Now, why do um, they put their dates all the way down at the bottom of the website? 
folks, if you're going to put if you're going to put a convention, <clears throat> if you're going to put a convention together and you're going to do a website for the conventions, uh, location, date, COVID policy up at the top, bold as brass, put it right there, neon, neon and confetti and everything. Say, hey, here it is, because you'll have to. Listen we to have Mrs. to dig Boss. for it. <laughs> Didn't I do a like a whole episode? Yeah, you kind of did. You kind of did. Um, <laughs> um, it is July twenty eighth through the thirty first, and down in Houston. Well, you know, I uh, Gary from Nerdrotic is down in that part of the woods uh, nowadays, so maybe he'll go. Uh, Cam says, "Battle of the Planets rules." Gatchaman even better. See, and I remember, I remember it as Battle of the Planets. That was the first time it was done in English. Here, there was also G Force that came out later. But my my exposure to to Gatchaman was Battle of the Planets. So of course you had Speed Racer, and uh, uh, and then of course Star Blazers, which ha- continues to put out new material, at reboot material, and all of that. Christopher says ElfQuest is a great series, definitely worth the time. Marvel actually published ElfQuest for a while in the late '80s. I forgot about that. You're right. That that um, I remember when that came out. Does that that dates me? Every everything Which is gonna get dates even me. Longer everything starting dates Thursday. Me. Not Thursday. Is it Thursday or yes? Thursday. Oh, I guess it is. See, it just another day. Mm-hmm. Just another day. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I expect chocolate cake. I will see how rich I can go this year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it is. It it's just it's just another. If day. anybody has any ideas how to make chocolate cake richer than it already is, when you add everything else in it to make it richer, <laughs> please send us an email at uh-huh. events at sci fi no, for me dot com. It's well, an event. It's, it's your event? birthday, oh, yeah, right, right, or you can right, find right, us on social media. Fine, whatever, right, whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's my goal every year to outdo the year before. Yeah. Uh, Camp says, I miss Star Blazers back then. Still need to see it. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's really hard to come by. Uh, I have been looking for the DVDs of the original Star Blazers as it came out back in the back in the 80s. And it's been rare. I haven't seen it out in the wild in a number of years. Um, I do recommend, though... Uh, there is a live-action adaptation, Space Battleship Yamato, which is, uh, I think it came out, what, four four years ago now? And it's a live-action adaptation of the show, and it is excellent. The last 20 minutes kind of fall apart a little bit, but the production design on it, uh, they get the uniforms right. They get the they get the ships right. They've got all of all of the all of the elements translate to live action in in a way that's better than I expected it to be. And it's a really good it's a really good adaptation of the of the anime. Um, we we also over the weekend while we were down in Dallas we picked up a copy. Is it is it a is it a four K? 
Did we get a 4K copy? No, of it we here? did not because we have no way to play we don't the 4K. Play the, yeah, if anybody wants to send us a 4K Ultra HD player, he's still <clears> waiting <throat> to watch his Indiana Jones. That we had the Indiana him. Jones, and I also have the the remastered uh, the the Star the, Trek the Star Trek stuff. Yes, um, but we also have uh, now in our possession a copy of Akira. Which I'm going to make Mrs. Watch, bo- uh, Mrs. Mrs. Watch Mrs. Boss, watch, Mrs. Boss watch. <laughs> <coughs> Mrs. Watch is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. 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 So I'm going to make Mrs. Boss watch Akira. Uh, I'll probably sit the sit the youngling, the junior boss, in front of that one as well because he he's hasn't a big fan. seen it. He hasn't seen it. It's a big. Well, it's rated R. Oh, fair enough. And it hasn't been anything on the radar for a while. Although, you know, since he's a big fan of, of Godzilla, thematically these are uh, similar because they're they're both the kind of movie that says uh, nuclear war bad. Uh, although nuclear power is a completely different thing. It's clean. Just saying. Hey, and look, you can go to a website from the government to know what to do. That's right. And in the event of a nuclear bombardment, um, but make sure, make sure you're wearing your mask and you're six feet from each other inside inside your fallout shelter. Uh, we are more than six feet apart here in the bunker, just for the record. Uh, anybody who's, who's worried about that, you know, you can see, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, she's probably what, uh... 12, 15 feet away from me, so. Perfectly fine. <coughs> we are maintaining our social distancing. <laughs> Even though we do have these, these, these things on our hands that kind of negate that whole social distancing thing, thing. But, uh, yeah. It's anyway. the kitchen. Uh, yeah, Cam, the good old days of the Cold War. <sighs> You know, and and you look at. I saw somebody made a made a joke, uh, made a comment the other day, an observation. We've got Ghostbusters. We got Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. We have, uh, you what know, was the other one. Uh, what was what was the other one? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is Batman. Ghostbusters. Um. I don't remember, but anyway, you know, Michael Keaton. Oh, uh, no, uh, it wasn't Back to the Future. Michael Keaton is Batman. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what it was, but the other, the the fourth one in that set was Cold War is back. You know, so we're completely bringing back the eighties uh, in a way that you might not have expected. Yay! <clears throat> That's for people who know what it. Uh, what about us saying the 80s again? Where's the Coke and great movies? Um, we've got a few great movies out. Dune is 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 a really, really, really good. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is very good. Uh, the Batman is good. We'll talk about that tonight. Um, and I don't know if you're talking about Coke or if you're talking about Coke. Or if you're talking about <laughs> New Coke. Uh, Keely says the only thing missing is Ronald Reagan as president. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And look, whatever you may think about the current president and name only corn pop, 
what's going on overseas, what's going on right now, it, pay attention, ask questions, question everything, because this really does feel like there's something else happening. Uh, what about says spoilers on the Batman? No, tonight's discussion about the Batman will not have spoilers. We're going to do a general discussion, impressions and, and thoughts and, and observations. We're going to try to keep it as spoiler free as possible because the movie doesn't come out until Friday. So, you know, we want to we want to make sure that everybody has got a chance to see it without uh, without us ruining it. So what about says I like pop, pop cereal corn pops. Mm. I get, I get corn pops every now and then. I like corn pops. I get corn pops. See now though Captain the Crunch. 80s the 80s though really if in if you're talking about uh caffeinated uh caffeinated beverages, caffe- caffeinated and carbonated beverages, eight, the 80s really was the time for Pepsi. Clear because Pepsi. New Coke came out and really did a lot of damage to Coke's market share and I think I think I I still I still contend in my in my marketing genius experience because I've been doing this for 33 years now. I I still contend that New Coke was always intended to fail i i think that new coke was a a a way to generate interest for classic coke we don't like this new one we want the old one back in a way to boost sales for the original formula i don't think new coke was ever intended to last but that's just me. <coughs> uh, Christopher says, if the 80s are coming back, I want another pair of Vision skateboard sneakers, best shoes ever, please, no parachute pants. <laughs> I will second that. I never had a pair of parachute pants. Uh, I, that my, would be hilarious. I'm not, I, I'm not really... I don't want to say I'm, I'm I'm not really a child of the 80s. I was born in 1970. So by the time the 80s rolled around, I was I was starting, you know, I was in my teens for most of the 80s. So I but I've never been a fashion icon. I've That's never been true. one of those who's been f- particularly uh, fixated on my appearance as <coughs> far as fashion or or that sort of thing i don't get the trendy haircut i don't uh i don't have the designer jeans i don't have the the very different things i see robert coming into the chat he says speaking as an old bald dude i miss feathered hair hey yeah okay sorry i was thinking of the uh radar bangs Feathered hair is cool, though. And, you know, Mr. Boss, actually, before he got his last haircut, he did a fantastic Farrah Fawcett. No, no. Impression no. with his hair. Because no, it was I perfectly didn't. feathered. No I, didn't. no, I didn't. You're making stuff up. I'm so not making stuff up. You're making stuff you up. You and squealing, you and Farrah Fawcett hair. I did not squeal. I, I tapped uh-huh. you on the leg. I did you, not squeal. You slapped. 
slapped me a few times I on did, the leg. I, I, Everybody, he slapped me on the leg, I, in the arm. Yeah, but I did not squeal. Yes, you did. <clears throat> I did not squeal. Did I do you? not squeal. You do. I do not. Anyway, 2,000 subscribers and counting. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for for being a part of it and continuing to be a part of it. Hopefully, you know we we keep doing what you enjoy, what we're doing, and we'll keep we'll keep uh, we'll keep doing it for you. Um, feel free to share. Uh, you know, one of us says, "Come on, give us a squeal." No, I don't squeal. <laughs> I do not squeal. Yes, you do. I do not squeal. <clears throat> Uh, we do appreciate all of you being here. We uh, we we thank you for the support. We thank you for uh, the attention and the time that you put in to be a part of all of this because there are plenty of YouTube channels out there. There are plenty of television shows and other you know streaming services and and everything that you could put your time and attention to. And the fact that you come here and give us some of that time and attention uh, is very flattering for us. We're we're grateful for that. And we will continue to do the best that we can to deliver the, the multiverse in, in ways that hopefully is entertaining and, and sometimes educational and informative and, and uh, helps you get through your day. Now, the other thing, uh, real quick on the way out, I wanted to do this one thing. And this is, this is something, you know, all kidding aside, all, all you know, tongue-in-cheek stuff uh, aside. There is a new app that has started uh, the advertisements for this has started to show up on my on my various different social media feeds. It's an app for something called Replicant, and it is it is a design your own friend app uh, uh, run by an AI engine that takes a bunch of information about you and creates a friend that you can talk to. The movie Her. With uh, Joaquin Phoenix and and Scarlett Johansson, where he actually falls in love with an AI, some something similar o- along the lines of that, where you have this AI friend in your phone that you can talk to and you can interact with, and 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 this is your best friend. And I see this, I see the ad for this app, <clears throat> and I see that there have been over five million downloads of this app. And my first thought is, are there that many people who are that lonely and that bereft of friendship that they're, that they're relying on an app to be their friend? Now, I know some of these people are probably downloading it just for kicks and giggles and, and they're going to they're gonna laugh at it, whatever it is. But stop and consider a couple of things. One... This thing is taking a bunch of information about you, and who knows who else is going to have access to it. Two, uh, and I actually saw somebody trying to defend this as a way for people who have mental health issues to cope, and and it's almost a therapeutic thing. Folks, I'm going to put this out there. Just This is just between me and you. I'm going to put this out there. If any of you ever find yourself at a point where you've got nobody to talk to. Our direct messages and emails are always open and if you if you have nobody else to turn to or even even if you just want to just shoot the breeze sometimes say hey how's it going you can always send a message to me. 
because I I don't want anyone to feel like they've got nobody on the planet. That's not a good place to be. And all kidding aside, everything everything being being what it is, the way things are going right now, my direct messages on Twitter, they come to me. Emails, everything comes to me. If you have any need to reach out to somebody just because you've got nobody else to turn to. Now, I'm not I'm not offering therapy. I'm not offering counseling. I'm offering an ear. Because sometimes all you got to do is just vent. And if you need somebody who's going to listen to you vent, you want to just roll out with a bunch of things that are bothering you, and you got nobody else to turn to, we're here. This, this reliance on artificial intelligence, the metaverse, the, the simulated world, that's not healthy. You need to interact with real people. So I'm, I'm just putting that out there for, for anybody out there who's struggling. Again, not therapy. I'm not qualified for that. I'm not even going to pretend to be qualified for that. But if you just need somebody to talk to, we're here. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you very much, everyone, for being here. And sticking around and share, you know, feel free to share this and any of the rest of the videos that we've got. If you are new to the channel, we do welcome you. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you're more than welcome to do that and have your notifications turned on. We will, uh, we will continue to do what we do tonight. Don't forget, 9, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, we will have... Uh, our uh, discussion of the Batman on the H2O podcast. And then we'll be back tomorrow with more live from the bunker here. In the meantime, I will leave you with this. Since we're talking about followers and subscribers and whatnot. This quote from retired General Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who's the more foolish? The fool or the fool who follows him? We're glad you're following us. We don't think you're fools. The media might think you're fools. They want you to think there's five lights. But there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.